Welcome back to episode 23 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into My First Girlfriend is a Gal. Released in 2017 by Studio Nas, it has 10 episodes and comes in both sub and dub. I watched the series in sub, I found the dub version really amped up the wild dialogue, and it was a little much for me. Plus Yukana's English voice actress Jamie Marshy is a fairly popular voice actress, she has done many lead roles, I just felt her portrayal of Yukana made her sound stupid. I get gals are supposed to sound like they're from the valley, but I don't know, it just seemed a little too extra for me. I enjoyed the Japanese version Yuki Nakaku's depiction much better. As for how I discovered the series, I saw a clip of Junchi being a goof when invited into Yukana's room. The show looked funny so I decided to watch it. Now the very first scene of this anime on Crunchyroll is censored. If it's a glare effect or something, I would have no problem with that. I don't watch anime for fan service, but this censored version used a huge bejeweled heart and other graphics to cover certain parts. It looked so out of place and was extremely distracting. It bothered me so much I had to find an uncensored version because it really took away from me staying engaged in what was happening in the story. And this is the shocking part. When I found a version without these huge pasted over censor stickers, the damn things weren't even covering any nudity. It was all cleavage and underskirt shots. So these coverings were absolutely pointless in my opinion. If they don't bother you then cool, but for me, I could just not watch this on Crunchyroll. So the story follows Junshi Hashiba, a high school student who could be described as the farthest thing from cool. One day Junshi, in an attempt to lose his virginity, is pressured by his friends to ask out the beautiful Yukana Yame. After a very awkward attempt at a confession, Yukana actually agrees to date Junshi. We follow Junshi as he tries to navigate being with someone who he himself believes is way out of his league. Junshi is a dork with some of the wackest hair I've ever seen in anime. He is an average looking guy who thought high school life was going to yield more for him. He is easily manipulated by his friends and so desperate to lose his virginity, he takes the risk of asking someone out who he doesn't even have feelings for aside from lust. Junchi's biggest issue is he overthinks everything. Sure, it is odd as I will discuss later that Yukana accepted dating him, but hey, who cares how you got in the party, now that you're here you might as well dance. Junchi might be a frail goof, but he manned up on many occasions to defend Yukana, like when he actually feels like they're together, he goes over to see what those guys wanted with him at the beach, and he actually ends up helping the girls out getting away from the creepy guys. And of course when he gets the brakes beaten off of him defending Yukana from Dai, when he was badmouthing her. I also claim Junchi won that fight, Dai tapped out while he was getting his leg bit. And as for some of the risque content, if you use weird etchy stuff in a funny way, I'm all for it. Junchi's perverted underwear toting evil villain persona sitting on one shoulder while his fragile ego sits on the other, I thought that was hilarious. Yukana is a fairly popular girl, we see she gets along well with her classmates. She is very beautiful, has lovely green eyes and blonde hair with pinkish highlights at the end. Plus I mean those opies. The perception of gals is that they are abrasive girls with an attitude, and while that can be the case, we see Yukana has a soft personality underneath. She seems genuinely touched receiving a confession letter in her locker. Yukana is just so sweet, I loved her singing karaoke and when she picks an anime song, 
Junshi begins to realize girls are not some mystical creatures. They are people who can enjoy the same things as you do. And when Junshi went in for a kiss and she called out his nose hair, I absolutely died. And then we see Yukana is actually as awkward and embarrassed as he is when it comes to making moves. I also really like seeing Yukana get jealous when Junshi was helping Yui or when Nene was hanging off of him. It shows that, you know, she actually does kind of care about him. Now speaking of jealous, Ranko is Yukana's best friend and a gal herself. She is envious of Junshi spending time with Yukana as we come to find out Ranko is in love with her. She tries her hardest to get rid of Junshi without having Yukana be hurt in the process. Ronko even offers to sleep with Junshi and take his virginity in order to get him away from Yukana, as she believes all he wants from her is sex. Junshi, in impressive fashion, actually turns her down. He has slightly matured from wanting to hook up with anything with a pulse to actually wanting to continue a relationship with Yukana. We see Yukana is actually hurt when she believes something is going on between Ronko and Junshi, and not being invited to his house first really pissed her off. The fact she made a point of mentioning she rang the doorbell and took her shoes off before entering was hilarious. A theme that will be presented in future reviews is the overly aggressive street punks who try to hit on girls. Like has this approach ever actually worked for anyone? Now this moment was great for Junshi, even though he would have got washed, he stood up to protect Yukana. But the star of this show is Ronko. She doesn't wreck them in the open, she tricks them into the alley and whoops them there. No witnesses, Ronko is a beast. And then we get to Nene. Just getting the obvious out of the way, her body proportions are just... I can't even think of a word to describe its absurdity. You will hear this many times from me, I rarely like the childhood best friend being a candidate for the protagonist, and Nene is no exception. I get she likes Junchi, and finding out who you are is a big part of high school, people will try different looks and personalities, but Nene went nuclear. She dyed and changed her hairstyle switched her entire wardrobe, and completely altered her speech pattern, just in an attempt to seduce Junshi, as she believes this is his new ideal type of woman. Now Nene being all over Junshi when he was out to lunch with Yukana and Ronko was cringy and a tad hard to watch because they recognize her as a poser, but Nene just doubles down on her way of talking. Yukana then embarrasses her and she runs away crying. I will have to say though, Junchi as a kid was a savage. Hey Nene, if life turns out bad for me, I guess I could marry you as a last resort. Next is Yui who comes off as a sweet smart girl in class. She seems innocently interested in Junchi during their first encounter. Then we come to find out she's like a dominatrix with a freaking website to boot. I loved her perception of people as faceless drones and Junchi is the only one she sees as like a dog because he fetches things for her, like one day in middle school he returned her a racer that fell on the floor. And her initial motivation is not to compete as a romantic rival, she just feels more as if she's had her toy stolen from her. I mentioned Ronko doesn't want to hurt Yukana while trying to break up her and Junchi, but she wasted a huge opportunity, she should have let Yui blackmail him. It would have kept her hands clean and she could be Yukana's shoulder to cry on. Yui turns into a friend later in the season, and I enjoyed the scene where Ronko, Nene, and Yui all see Junchi and Yukana having a sweet moment on the beach, and each of them realizing they have no chance as they fade into darkness as the sparklers going out. That was a really cool scene. As for Junchi's group of friends, they're perverted losers. A big goal in this season is pushing Junchi to get laid, and they're all on his case about it, but I know none of these goose have even kissed a girl, so why not focus on themselves? They also start giving Junshi the cold shoulder after he accomplished what they forced him to do. If you listen to my review of the Rising of the Shield hero, you know when it comes to a group of characters I don't respect, I don't even bother using their names, 
so we can just call them glasses, fat pervert, and could do better. Now the first two are fairly self-explanatory, but could do better is the blonde guy. Compared to the other two clowns, he's not so bad. I really feel just like Junshi, if he got a little separation from these morons, he could easily find a girlfriend and be free of these freaks holding him down. I don't even want to talk about the fat pervert, but it's a review, you gotta go through the good, the bad, and the nasty. This character was useless to the story. He was disgusting, he was not funny in any way, I don't even understand the purpose of why the writer felt they needed someone like this, but hey, it's not my story, it's theirs, so, you know, go off. And even having him turn up at the end fight because of his sick taste, like, that was no payoff and didn't warrant any of his gross comments during this entire season. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. Then we have Glasses, who is the leader of the bullshit. He's similar to Jay from the Inbetweeners. Why do they listen to anything he says? He's always around them, and he knows just as little about girls as Junchi does. So stop following his ludicrous advice. I reviewed the first season of Sword Art Online a few weeks back. I was so happy I saw this series before this one, or Glasses dressing up as Kirito would have flew completely over my head. Glasses is an idiot, but I mean Kirito does attract every girl he sees, so maybe it wasn't the worst idea dressing up in cosplay to meet girls. And of course I'm lying, that's a terrible idea if the girls are not into manga. Junchi's friend's entire motivation is to get him laid, and then they completely block him. And Junchi has to take some blame on this as well, when he invited everyone to Yukana's house, she was clearly upset. Instead of backtracking like, oh well, if you're okay with it, we could just hang alone, he has all these fools come over destroying his best chance of hooking up. And all the King's game did was give Junchi the opportunity to show Yukana and the other girls he's not really a sleazebag like his friends by sabotaging the order, saving the ladies from having to kiss these goons. He also sets off the trap when they do the hilarious military-style invasion for a chance to peek. I actually really enjoyed that. They all had the full gear. It was funny. Now, I want to talk about the relationship. When Junchi confesses, Yukana calls him gross and has a look of disgust on her face. She knows he's most likely trying to get with her because he has a preconceived notion that she will be easy. She's called him out for looking at inappropriate material at the school, and she clearly sees him looking up her skirt. So when she asks, why do you like me? A very valid question. Junchi had no good answer. He says himself he doesn't know anything about her yet. Then, Yukana still agrees to date him. I was baffled to why she even said yes to seeing him. I don't even understand why she gave him a chance. He took the bait when she tested him to see if he was there just to get laid by playing into the stereotype and throwing herself at him. This led to my first instinct being she was only playing him and was going to toy with him further. She mentions a few times he's funny, so I thought she was going to have fun at his expense. Though I feel if she was really going to mess with Junchi, she would have filled Ronko in on the situation. She starts out pretty strong if this was just a joke, from sending him a provocative photo in the morning to openly announcing to the entire class that they had begun dating. These actions were pretty bold if she was just trying to screw with him. Now I do feel both Junchi and Yukana developed real feelings during this season, but even watching this back a second time, I can just not find an answer to why she even gave him a chance. The end of the season had a lot lead into it. Junchi gets the short end of the stick, everything falls to him as if he did something wrong. The problem's name is Dai, but I'm going to be calling him Chad. Let's keep it honest, Yukana was wrong for this. Now can you go for lunch with an old friend? Sure. Should you do it after the guy you're going with calls you hot and says that he wants to be with you while you're standing in front of your boyfriend? Probably not. 
Yukana didn't even mention Junchi. Chad is the one who pointed out he existed. Now Junchi did start acting like a spineless beta male, but his concerns were legitimate. Yukana doesn't even try to understand his point of view, she just gets sour and runs off. So of course Junchi's mind would wander to all the dark places when he just pissed her off before she's going to hang out with that tool. Yukana was being childish for blowing Junchi off before she went to see Chad. She should understand being jealous. We see her salty when the other girls get close to Junchi. Why wouldn't he feel the same when you're getting close to a guy? And Junchi breaks. And it's totally understandable. Then Yukana plays victim crying to the girls and I did not like that at all. But all the bullshit and huge parking lot dust up leads to Junchi patiently waiting I might add to give Yukana a proper confession. On the final date of the season, it was the amusement park, they had a great time, and Yukana even wore the outfit Junchi said he preferred all the way back in episode 3. Earlier in the season, we see Yukana getting shy about wanting a picture with him, so they do the photo booth. Yukana does sneak in a kiss before running away, and at first it seemed like this was going to be an awesome moment for Junchi, but then it cuts to Yukana showing it was a big deal for her. Alright, now we're going to get into some nitpicks. If Glasses knew of an opportunity to work as a kitchen member at the maid cafe, he would have taken that job for himself and not given it to Junchi. And we got fireworks in a beach day. It's a certified anime. Alright, let's get to best girl waifu and harem. Best girl is obviously Yukana. She is a dime and a clear choice for Junchi. She always tries to cheer him up when he's feeling down. And even though I mentioned that she's like out of his league, looks aside, she's just such a better person than him. Like... She's so sweet and he was just out for the wrong reasons. Of course, by the end, they get on the same wavelength, but my god, Yukana is a waifu. She earns that status and she is welcome in my harem anytime. Alright, now we're going to get into some final thoughts. My first girlfriend as a gal was very enjoyable to me. Some of the comedy was a little not to my liking, but overall it was a decent series. I would be very interested in a season 2 of this anime, I feel there's much more development that could be made with a few of the different characters. Check out My First Girlfriend is a Gal if you're looking for an etchy romance story. I think you'll enjoy it. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.